going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. I'm Julian Osius. I'm here with Brooklyn. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Taking it easy. Going through this week. Enjoying it. How you doing? Mm. Yeah, pretty much the same. We got some spring training starting up this week. Pitchers and catchers are reporting live to MLB facilities. We're not going to get too into that, but... Had to make but it, it has start. been great seeing all the videos of everybody pulling up to their facilities, playing mm-hmm. catch. You get a couple of hitters that pull up a little early, too, that trying to get that extra work in. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting. Absolutely. So just a cool little tidbit. Definitely want to mention and touch on that before we get into everything else. Uh, well, well I, I think we're going to stick with baseball as we kind of delve into the stuff that's happened this week. Uh, The young rising star, Fernando Tatis Jr., San Diego Padre, just got a mega, mega, mega deal of an extension out there in South California. Go go ahead, throw the the numbers on them real quick if you got it on you. Bro, this man got 14 years extension, right? Mm. 14 years. Mm-hmm. Three hundred and forty million dollars total. Insane. Now keep in mind that the Padres infield is worth a lot of money, ladies and gentlemen. It's well, worth a lot of forget money. Forget the whole infield. Let's just count two of them. Yeah, you got three forty at one side on the left of the infield, and then right to his right, you got a three hundred million dollar man in Manny Machado. Absolutely insane. And then I believe um they they got another guy over there with about like a hundred and eighty million. Eric Hosmer. First Yeah, base. Eric Hosmer's getting paid too, so it, it's nuts. It's yeah, this, it's absolutely this team, nuts. This team is absolutely dishing out money. And you know what? They think they got a winner on their hand, and I kind of agree with them. They're going all in for this season and for the future because they know that if Fernando Tatis continues to be the young stud that he's shown to be early in his career, mm-hmm. that he's going to be well worth and above the money in this contract if they signed it five years from now like they easily could have. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it's crazy because we've been saying that the Padres are on the come up. Like they, they got some nice talent some young talent that they could build around. You get the Manny Machado uh, pickup. Everybody's like, oh, why is Manny going to San Diego? Like, he's just going for the money. And then now they're building a legitimate contender over there. And it's great to see. A a quote-unquote smaller market team actually making moves. And it's great. You you love to well, see it. Well, and, and they did it through the draft, too, is kind of the way they did it. Yeah. Oh, they had all these draft picks, and they had all this this array of talent at their disposal, like Fernando Tatis Jr., like Jake Cronenworth, like the Mackenzie Gores, Luis Patinos of this world, and they were able to either start some of them or trade some of them. Luis Patino gets traded to the Rays so that they can go out and get Blake Snell, who... I think is a great pickup for them just because Absolutely. the only guy that was able to stop the Dodgers in the World Series for the Rays was one Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. And now he's in that division. It, it's it got to be nice. Um, 
they're 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 looking nice and this this deal money wise isn't doesn't necessarily make the most amount of sense right now but i think in a couple of years if fernando continues to kind of develop it'll look like a steal absolutely man and like you said they've been doing it through the draft they've been doing it through trades they've been doing it through free agency and it's beautiful to see they're really putting together something special over there. And like you said, for the future and for uh, this upcoming season, it's going to be really cool to see what they could do with this team. They're, they're definitely a deep playoff team. So we'll see if they uh, get to the big one, see if they could hoist that trophy. Absolutely. Uh, switching gears to football news real quick. Uh, the whole Deion Sanders fiasco is one of the funniest things that's happened in a while. Uh, Dion got stuff stolen from him as the Jackson State head coach in a what was it a fifty-three to nothing route in his yeah. first win as a head coach. Did you see this? I, I saw it. I, I I was trying to understand why everybody was finding it hilarious, but it's tough. <laughs> It was mostly his reaction. Uh, not a good. I didn't reaction. actually see his reaction. Um, that's something that if you haven't listening, like if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the reaction, go check that out. It's pretty funny. Um, it's just like Dion is one of the best to ever do it, and then it, it, it's just a really good juxtaposition on like reactions. Obviously, you're not like don't steal stuff from people, but I don't know. It's kind of funny. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so check that out. I thought that was a, a good little clip from the weekend. Um, and there was one other football news that was kind of wild this week. Huh. The, the Philadelphia Eagles trade mm-hmm. away their once prized possession. MVP, I think uh, he got second place in it a couple years ago. The year they won, or the year before, I'm not even sure what year, honestly. It was, it was a while ago at this point. Injuries have really derailed his career. Carson yeah. Wentz gets traded from the Eagles to the Indianapolis Colts. And they find their absolutely replacement really nothing. quick after Phillip Rivers. So yeah. it's, it's a good replacement. I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at a it A good at replacement, all. I think, is a strong word. I think it's a cheap replacement. Hey, cheap comes with good. <laughs> if you can get it for the low, you can make the best of it. Well, and then I say cheap. But and and they got it for the low. <laughs> well, trade-wise, I think they're actually keep, like retaining a majority of his contract, which is not for the low. Um, The Eagles are getting the biggest dead money cap hit in NFL history for the money they have to take on for Carson Wentz. Oh, so this year they're keeping the cap... That cap money's for the Eagles. I don't know how long, but correct. The the Eagles have the biggest dead money cap hit in NFL history. Brutal. Because that's like $24 million or something like so that. So that's the that's thing. Like <laughs> They get him trade-wise for really low, and they don't really have to pay him much either. Well, they do, just not in cap. Yeah. Like They're so, paying all the money, just not in the cap, if that makes sense. It's kind of weird how that works, but... So, so it's pretty nuts. they get him for, I think, a third rounder that's conditional that could potentially move to a second rounder. Mm-hmm. Like, I th- and I think that's if he takes, like, 80% of snaps as a starter throughout the next year or two. 
So there's like you, a big you would have to imagine even to make that. Yeah, you would have to imagine that happens unless like Jacoby Brissett is what they want to move forward with. Well, you say that, but this is a pretty good quarterback draft, and yeah, Carson Wentz does not have a track record to be able to take eighty percent of snaps over two seasons. I'll tell you what, you're absolutely correct. So no, I think no, this is a great no deal for the Colts. There. Yeah, I think it's a great deal for the Colts. Not because I think this is going to be their starter for the future, but I do think that if there's a chance that he could be that MVP caliber guy again. It's worth the minimum investment that you're putting in in terms of draft stock. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really optimistic about this. I think he's actually going to strive in Indianapolis. Okay, I I I don't really see it yet, just because they he's moving to a very very similar situation where at least he has a better O line. That that's the thing. Like if if you give him some protection, he's not the worst. Well, well, hear me out. The skills position players are honestly worse if you're looking from Indianapolis and Philly. Like, Indianapolis has a worse skills position player list. And guys to throw it to is, like, not as talented, which is saying something because Philly does not have the deepest amount of talent at wide Mm -hmm. receiver. So that is going to be something that we look at because that was always the issue in Philly. There was nobody to catch the ball, and they've been trying to get wide receivers for years, and we've heard the the tale as old as time that they passed up on Metcalf and passed up on Jefferson. We've heard that. Yeah. They need to get something. Indianapolis does. This is a great draft to do that when you have Jalen Waddell, uh, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, if they can somehow get one of those guys. Something something nice could be happening in Indianapolis because I think their roster is fantastic outside of that and their quarterback. But those are the two most offense or two most important offensive positions outside of the O line. So, yeah, but as long as you have a great O line, you could get you could slowly build up your wide receivers, even if it's not the best. But you can add pieces around it. If you don't have an O line, you're not throwing to any wide receiver. It don't matter how good they are. So no, you can still to the Vikings, bro. O line trash. Because <laughs> Kirk just be throwing it up and saying and Jefferson going crazy, bro. Exactly. But still, like dude, they can make it work, and their defense is their, their defense is incredible. We've seen what they've done. So oh. they they add a couple of pieces if they can through the draft. Maybe make a trade. Who knows? But yeah, I I like it. I think it'll be cool. But so that's too. not the only. Uh, Football news we got. Well, not really news, but football talk. What else we got? Week two of the FCF, the Fan Controlled Football League. We got to tune in this week. We got, yeah, we, we got the memo earlier this week. We didn't find out mid-game that it was happening. Yeah, we, we hit that follow button, got the notification, and a little segue. Make sure you go hit up Waifu Jew on Twitch. <laughs> hit that sub, hit that follow. Go show some love. Yeah, streaming almost affiliate. every day. So you can sub now. Yeah. Yes, sir. Congrats on the 50 follows. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, yeah, it was cool, man. It, it was definitely cool. What, what were some of your thoughts on it? Yeah, so we watched it on Twitch, like we mentioned last week. Watch the FCF on Twitch. And when you go on Twitch, there's a little thing on the side that you can lie, or sign in and sign up for an account through the FCF. And you can do it all on the same screen so you're not missing anything. When you sign up, you get to pick your team that you want to root for the rest of the year. We picked the Glacier Boys, and so for the rest of that game, we were able to pick 
the plays that we wanted to see get played in the game. And it was like a it was a massive vote, so everybody that was the Glacier Boys was voting for these plays. And if you picked the right play that like the majority wound up winning, you got I forgot what it was called, but it pretty much like fan XP. IQ. Fan, fan IQ, IQ yeah. which is essentially just XP. And you're trying mm-hmm. to level up your fan level. And so you really wanted to try and guess right because you want to get to be a higher fan level. And there's like small, tiny perks of being higher fan levels. And it was it was pretty fun. It was as interactive of a thing as I've ever done in terms of sporting events. I had a pretty good time. The, the game also ended pretty wild. Like the, the Glacier Boys were down a bunch, wound up coming back, wanted OT. It was, it and was beat pretty the fun. Johnny Johnny Menzel led Zappers, <laughs> so that was cool. And the game before that actually ended on a pretty much buzzer beater on a QB run. So that both games are they're they're exciting, they're exciting. Yeah, and and it was cool while we were watching it. Like you said, it was really interactive. But like we were on a group Facetime call with uh, three people, and like we were all going for the Glacier Boys. So we're just like, all right, what what play are we going? What are we doing right now? Are we going to run it? Are we going to pass it? Like what what are we going to do? And it was yeah. really cool. It, it was really dope to have that. Like it, it it's unique. We've never done yeah, anything. Yeah, you like were that. able to bet like channel points and try and get more, or you could lose them on like certain things. Who was going to score this possession? Yeah, they do trivia kind of the was whole gonna time. Score. They were doing like, are the refs doing any good? And everybody said no, and cool stuff like that. Uh, if you're definitely on Twitch and you're into sports, I would actually check out the FCF on next Saturday. Give it a try, see if you like it. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, it's not the best thing in the world, but it is pretty cool. When the plays are at at its peak, it's actually really good football. It's pretty good football. Now, no. they have their woes because it's not, like, the most talented people. But still, there's some really big plays. And the fact that it's just a 50-yard field, there's somebody constantly scoring or making a play or something's happening. So it's yeah. really high-action gameplay. So it's cool. Definitely check it out. Definitely check it out, for sure. FCF on Twitch. On Saturdays at... I- believe 7 30 or 8 o'clock eastern time something like that yeah something like that uh we're gonna round it out this week's episode with some basketball a little bit uh the nets went on a west coast vacation and mm-hmm. rolled through the entire pacific division lakers all with jazz, jazz. Uh, or not jazz lakers clippers all those boys get them out of here kings the warriors get them out of here all without the Slim Reaper. Seven. Kevin Durant. All without him. Just Kyrie, James Harden, leading the pack, went five in a row. And they're looking good. Defense has stepped up a lot. A keep lot, in mind, man. Keep in mind, stepping up a lot for this team was literally just hope to be slightly below average. And that's all that, and, that's, that's, that's what they've gotten to. And yep. it's helped out a lot. Exactly. So, and it's definitely dope. Yeah. Um, another team surging right now. We, I, we mentioned them last week. The Suns are still on a roll. They were at 8-8 eight and eight at some point this season. They are now 19-10. and 10. So, keep an eye out on the Suns. They are really starting to click, really starting to gel. And we kind of figured that that was the way that that was going to go. 
Yeah. Uh, also, Dame Lillard, do not sleep on this man as an MVP candidate this year. Just hmm. don't do it. He is hitting a buzzer beater to some extent every single game. Every single game. Not lying. Without CJ McCollum, without Nurkic, he is really doing a lot for this team. They're the five seed in the e- or in the West right now, but they would be, I think, like the three seed in the East. That's just just goes to show you how much better the West is at this point this year. Yeah. And the top of the West is a pretty tight race for the most part. Oh yeah, and that's even with the cl- the Nuggets like sputtering. Yeah. So the Nuggets you, had a you go on like a quick little three game win streak, and somebody obviously vice versa goes on a lose streak. Like you, you could be at the top of the conference. Oh yeah, just like that within the course of half a week. So it's pretty nuts. Yeah, we're actually seeing that happen. That exact thing is starting to happen in the East right now. The Toronto Raptors started the year, I think, two and eight. Yeah, it was terrible. Bad basketball. They were turning the ball over a lot. They were shooting a really low percent. Fast forward a couple weeks, they are now sixteen and fifteen after beating the Philadelphia 76ers last night. Yep. And now in their defense. And in their defense, you you're not at home. You you're in a whole other country. Playing in a stadium that doesn't isn't a basketball stadium, so the just the environment isn't what you're used to. Mm-hmm. You gotta go through all this. You gotta get comfortable sleeping in a hotel every day, and it, it's tough. So it definitely took them a couple of weeks to get used to it. So I I wasn't really too surprised about their slow start. It, it was definitely warranted, given the conditions they've had to deal with, and nobody yeah. else has. No, I, I agree. I agree. And they're they're starting to click. Fred and the boys are all starting to hit on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. And if they keep playing this way, I do see them to be maybe not a finals threat, but certainly a threat in the East to make source, some sort of a run, especially with teams like the Celtics and the Heat just really underperforming this year to this point. Yeah, because as long as the Raptors are in the playoffs, we've seen what, what they could do. They're definitely a threat. Like, do not sleep on them. No matter how bad you think they're playing, do not sleep on them. Yeah. Uh, An interesting little thing I want to mention, too. The Denver Nuggets are the seventh seed, right, in the West. And I know seeding doesn't particularly matter too much, but they're only a game over 500. But their differential of points per game is plus 3.7 per game, yet they are... Mm -hmm two games above 500 Sheesh. it's a really weird kind of a they should have like six more wins yeah but they just don't it'd be like that it it, it do be like that <laughs> it do be like that you know they, they've had a lot of injuries and stuff like that so that'll sort itself out but yeah you know and then also one more thing i want to mention New York is now letting fans into the stadiums. Yes. Starting tomorrow or today. I'm not sure which. I I know but, the Nets have the Kings, I believe, on Tuesday. That That's yeah, the first and, Brooklyn game. I don't know about the Knicks and MSG. When yeah, the Knicks play is. tomorrow actually as well. It's okay. a perfect game for it too. 
Knicks, Golden State Warriors, Steph in the garden. Fans are there. That just sounds so fun. And this Knicks team has actually been surprisingly really fun. I I do believe the Knicks are going to really embrace and really, like, it's going to help them a lot having fans. This team is going to feed off that energy in the garden. Especially really a team that's defensive first. Like, that's going to yeah. be that's gonna be really, really big of a boost for them. Because even you know, the garden's a 10% gonna love capacity garden is still the best stadium in, in the sport. So Yeah, it's going to be electric. Uh, I'm excited to see that. And then I'm hoping KD comes back for this next game. He's Like we said, he's been out with a hamstring issue. So, for the first game back at Barclays to have the big three would be pretty nuts. So, New York is going to be popping. New York yeah, is going to be popping. New York is definitely going to be loving that, be able to go see their teams, who are both playing really well this year. Which yeah. I don't think that's ever happened outside of, like, the first year the Nets were a thing and tried to be good with all the nonsense they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think both <laughs> teams have been even remotely good together. So, this is cool. And, and the cool thing is, shout out Omar. He he mentioned this uh, last night. One of my boys. Uh, if the season ended today, we get a Nets Knicks playoff matchup. So I, I'm really looking forward to the potential of that happening this year. I don't I don't think it's gonna happen only because I do think with the fans in the stands, the Knicks will actually be better and they'll end up mm-hmm. over 500 at some point. Okay. So I think the Knicks wind up actually being a six or a five seed when it all comes down to it. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna argue too much with that because I, I definitely agree that they're gonna feed off this. Garden's definitely gonna elevate them with fans. It's gonna be fun. Now they're still a first round exit unless they are a five seed. I'll take them over to Pacers. Give me that. Yeah. Go ahead. But yeah. anybody else, um, I'm not. I'm not delusional. I promise. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> <Is> it, <laughs> give me Julius and Giannis first round. <laughs> I need it. Bruise him up. Go go ahead, Julius. I need it. <laughs> but that's everything we got for you guys this week. Again, we had some major signings, some big deals happen over on the football landscape. NBA is still going. We're we're still trying to figure stuff out. That All Star break is coming up. I don't know if that's actually going to be an all-star break or not. They're doing the Kobe thing again, which is cool for the all-star game. We'll talk more about that again uh, when it gets a little bit closer. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's all we got for you guys. Yeah, so make sure to hit up the socials, at underscore the spectators, YouTube, the spectators, show some love, hit that subscribe if you haven't yet. We hit 50 not too long ago, so appreciate everybody listening that has subbed. And anybody who will sub, thank you. And yeah, check out the content. We appreciate all the love. And that's it for me. See you guys next week. You got anything, Drew? Nah, we'll see you guys next time. Take it easy, everybody. Later, everybody. Be safe.